RBC Canadian Open has been basically done away with for this year. And that's just the latest in a long list. We're still seeing all kinds of leagues trying to figure this out. One of the latest suggestions in Major League Baseball, I don't know if you saw this one, let's go to Japan. That's honestly what it is, that there would be Japanese league baseball games at night and Major League Baseball games during the day in Japan. Everybody would go. I don't know. I mean, you're getting to a point where you're thinking, let's let's just wait. Let's Patience is the ultimate virtue, and we've just got to hold off on this. But they're still trying to think. They're still trying to brainstorm, and they're still throwing nuggets out there to be remembered. That seems to be what it sounds like for leagues like Major League Baseball and the National Hockey League, the CFL, the NFL, NBA. So... We're going to talk golf in just a moment because golf is one of those sports that is played and, you know, almost like the OHL priority selection, it would seem well-designed for a COVID-19 pandemic situation. Think about the OHL priority selection. It happened on April the 4th, and it was done online for the first time in 2001. Online. Players every year are at home with their families, and they watch to see whether their name pops up on the Internet. It was perfect for a pandemic situation like this. Therefore, it went ahead. You would think that golf would be a very similar situation because, you know, I almost liken it to the grocery store experience. And some people have been outright outspoken about how much safer it is than a grocery store situation. So let's picture it. Just like a grocery store, you drive up or walk up to a course, you get out, you get looking for a cart, right? There is someone who is cleaning off that cart. You take the cart, and then you go off into a large space, and you do your best to distance yourself as you head on over and... In the case of groceries, pick up some chicken breasts. In the case of golf, uh, find your ball and hit it. And very rarely are you anywhere near anybody. Now, you're bringing parts of the foursome. You'd have to have your own cart, I suppose. But four carts are a possibility. It's just like carts at the grocery store. Your cart gives you all kinds of distance. However, golf has not been declared an essential service. So as much as it seems to make sense or seems to be like a grocery store experience, that's not how it's being seen. So let's talk about how golf is being handled, at least in this area and at least at one course in particular. Please welcome to London Live the Chief Operating Officer of the beautiful London Hunt and Country Club, John Newsink. John, thanks so much for being here. Hey, Mike, how are you? Thanks for having me. Let's kind of go over where things sit. So, golf course, London Hunt and Country Club, what's happening right now? Well, geez, I think you said essential service. So, I would, uh, I would hazard a guess to many of, many of the golfers in London that golf is an essential service, considering they spend a lot more time on the golf course than at home some years. So, uh, <laughs> um, what's going on at the Hunt Club? Well, I mean, we, like everyone else, who's not essential, we are fully closed. Um, you know, we're allowed 
uh, by the government to have uh, some uh, a minimal amount of staff on the golf course. So right now we have five people, and basically their job is just to make sure you know we don't get taken over by weeds and things like that. And they're doing the absolute minimum they can uh, so that when we do get the green light, we can shift into full gear and get the golf course uh, ready and, and offer the product that we uh, that we would, would offer on any other given summer, I guess. Um, people the only other are thing, missing. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry? No, sorry. People are missing it for sure. So when you look at kind of what this time of year would normally be like compared to what it is now, what is it like to look out on the course and not see all of the foursomes and even the singles and doubles that you would see? It's Well, you know what? You know, people, you know, like my other colleagues, we, we chose this business because uh, it's hospitality and we're used to having people around us all the time and, uh, you know, catering to their needs and, you know, sharing smiles and handshakes. And, you know, we have this, this beautiful green golf course just praying for someone to come and play on it, and uh, and you can't get on it. And, you know, earlier in the days, people were, uh, you know, walking around with a golf club and, you know, saying they're going for a walk with their walking cane, which looks a lot like a golf club. But, you know, things have gotten quite a bit stricter, so we can't let anybody on the golf course at all as much as people do want to be out there. Yeah. John Newsing joining us, General Manager and Chief Operating Officer at the London Hunt and Country Club. As we look at the fact that no, golf hasn't been declared an essential service yet, but there are still cries to politicians saying, yeah, but think about it. It it could work. Do you feel that those cries might be heard at some point by politicians who are thinking, okay, what can we have people do or what's safe enough to do? Yeah, it's certainly my hope that that happens. I mean, people need to get fresh air and they need exercise. And I think, especially with golf, it's a, it'd be a great sport. Um, I mean, you, you don't share the same ball or the same equipment. So, you know, with some modifications in our daily routines, I think we could modify our service and have people golf, you know, using social distancing. And, and you know, maybe the ball doesn't go all the way in the hole. Maybe it bounces off a piece of plastic or something, and that's considered holding in. But uh, I think as soon as we're given the green light, uh, we can certainly give um, golfers a good, safe experience. Man, you think of the contingency plans. You just suggested that right there. I mean, how much our world changes where reaching down into a hole and touching the bottom of the hole to get your ball may not be deemed responsible anymore. So, yeah, you'd, you'd have to change that. But I think you're talking to a lot of golfers right now, John, who if it was plexiglass, if it was, you know, whatever, even just a pin lying on the green, even just landing on the green, I think they'd be in. I, I agree with you, absolutely. Yeah. When you look at kind of what else you would have to do, what would be some of the changes that you might have to make and, and how easy would they be to make other than holing out at the, the end of a hole? You know, some are easy and some are hard. So one of the services that private clubs do is you drop your clubs off for the year. We, we store them for you. We clean them. We probably won't be doing any of that. So people will have to handle their own clubs. So, we, again, reducing a touch point. You think of a driving range and that golf ball. Every golf ball has picked up by a hand and put on a tee. Um, and then it's sent out to the field, and then we have to pick up the machinery. So, you know, it could be simple as a, a, an extra washing additive to sanitize those balls or maybe – you know, we give them a little bucket instead of having the balls on the range and we dip it in a bleach and water uh, solution. Um, you know, everything like that. You think about even after a round of golf, you sit around and, and have a, you know, a refreshment or something to eat. It probably won't be that normal. So 
what are some options that we can do? Maybe it's, you know, at the turn, we have a, a sandwich waiting for you, but you can't congregate in the clubhouse. So these are all things that we all have to deal with and, and try to figure out how we can get back somewhat to normal, but still provide, you know, an experience in a sport that so many people love. Well, no doubt, and we're talking right now with John Newsink, General Manager and Chief Operating Officer of the London Hunt and Country Club on London Live. If you're going to pick a sport, marble racing, I don't think it is a sport, but they've, <laughs> they've seemed to be able to continue that. I don't think people are going to take up marble racing, but if there was one that seemed to fit the specifications of what we have to adhere to in this COVID-19 pandemic, golf would seem to be number one on the list. So, John, I hope it happens. I hope that people look and say, all right, we, we need to do something. We can make golf courses a lot like we make grocery stores, and uh, it is essential for people to take the walk in the sunshine. A lot of people want the walk in the sunshine. Thanks so much, John. Be safe, be well, and I hope we're talking again in a few weeks about that kind of a change. Thank you. We'll consider that mobile racing for our members, but until then, I hope to see you on the course soon. <laughs> Take care. Hope so. Great. My pleasure. That is John Newsink. John is the general manager and chief operating officer at the London Hunt and Country Club. As he says, there are staff there, not very many, just as many as are permitted. They are keeping the course in good shape, just waiting and hoping. And, you know, maybe as we look at some of the restrictions being relaxed, that winds up being one of them where okay what fits because that's what we're going to have to ask because life is not going to go back to normal but maybe that's the answer to the economics question what fits how do we open up if you are a delivery service you haven't really had to close why because it fits because you can do it and adhere to social and physical distancing so that becomes a key and if we're in the game of what fits I think you can make the argument golf fits.